Hello beautiful souls and welcome back to another episode of Journey Back to the Heart. And in today's episode we will talk about a very interesting, very intriguing and controversial figure and that is the devil. And before getting into this episode, I would like to invite you, if you feel called to, take a couple of seconds and um, contemplate a little bit on a couple of questions. So what is the devil archetype to you? What does it mean to you? How does it make you feel? How do you feel when you sit with the image or the energy of the devil? And so, first I want to point out that, well, if you subscribe to organized religion, especially Christianity, some of the thoughts presented in this episode will be controversial, so I will say proceed with caution and see what resonates with you. This information here is also synthesized from various sources that I strongly resonate with, such as the Tarot, the Kabbalah, or the Rosicrucian teachings, as well as my own deep contemplations on the archetype of the devil. And Well, first of all, I want to point out that the devil, I feel like it's probably the most misunderstood archetype and an energy that is most often pictured as negative or something that instills fear an embodiment of all our shadow aspects and this is true in some way but then how can we recognize that within us which we are afraid of we need to be able to face our fears and work with them if we are to grow and in this sense i feel like the, the devil offers the possibility for unlimited expansion there's a reason why it is the first card in the rebirth stage in the major arcana in the tarot so let's let's unpack all of these and i want to look at it from a few different perspectives right i want to look at it from the perspective of the mind the body and our physical desires we look a little bit be- beyond the the mythology of it the name will unpack the symbolism also, we look at it from this perspective of the duality of shadow and light and the perspective of the the trinity of polarization. And we'll end up with um, looking at the devil card in the tarot as well. So yeah, there is a lot to, to unpack and um, yeah, let's get, let's get into it. So first of all, let's start with the image. The image of the devil that we are all familiar with is inspired by the Greek god Pan. And Pan is this god of the wild that is associated with celebration and ecstatic rituals. So for me personally, this begs the question of, well, how do we open up to this energy of Pan in our lives then? How how can we not denigrate our desires but instead celebrate them and find that which pushes us further to grow through them how can we break those chains of expectation and automatic habits that hold us in place when we think about our desires well desire is the basis of our evolution without desire there is no growth there's no expansion desire is what pushes us further So the work becomes how to align our desires to our soul level desires. Because usually it is the fear and the doubt that will reason with us and try to hold us down. And so letting go of these and finding our authentic desires and following that is what helps us expand. When we are in alignment with our true self, there is no tendency to shame our desires because we understand and we trust that they are divinely inspired. 
There is no need to prove anything, there is just free expression, and we become the vessel for our soul to experience reality. So I feel this is what our desire has called us to do. Not to suppress them, but to identify which ones are true, which ones are authentic, and not those superficial desires that come from the mind's tendency to distract because of a fear or of facing the truth, facing the pain of an unmet need that usually is a lack of self-love. We need to reclaim true authentic pleasure. We need to reclaim real joy. I believe this is what the energy of this God pan is all about. So now let's look at it from the perspective of the mind for a little bit. Well, when we consider that we live in a narrative constructed by the mind... Well, then the devil offers profound liberation from these stories that um, build this prison of the mind. It represents the opportunity to break free of the chains that tie us to the old story and invites us to start questioning what is our place in the world and what is our worth and where do we negotiate this with the outside world to check if those stories that the mind conceives hold only any validity, if they hold any truth, or are they just manifestations of our deeper fear. So we see how the devil, again, is this personification of the fears, so we can notice them. He's a mirror into our own psyche. And in that sense, I feel like the invitation of of the devil is to look at this potential that we have and what do we do with it and he is scary this image is scary because our fears are scary our limitations are scary but also let's not forget that he has wings right so he is indeed the cerebrum with a flaming sword that was placed by God to guard the entrance to Eden so in that sense the um, devil is preparing us to enter the kingdom of heaven he does that through this shattering of the illusion so this is the devil from the perspective of the mind now when we look at it from the perspective of the body and our physical desires well the body is the best oracle to guide us on our path and so the devil again is this invitation to see the potential of being connected to the body and listening to it It's about shifting the paradigm from induced guilt and shame regarding our physical desires and our sexual energy to complete liberation instead, to to stop resisting our humanity and instead embrace it. Now, I talked in in the episode three of this podcast when discussing the rebirth that follows the dark night of the soul, how the devil invites us to shift that perspective from suppressing our sexual energy to elevating to higher consciousness and using it for creative purposes and this is the road to liberation in the work that we do with this archetype this this recognition that through the body it is the the path to higher realization the awakening of the kundalini is how we reach the enlightened state and this activation of the of the rainbow body of all the chakras and um, this also is the energy of the um, creative life force that pushes us to these higher states of consciousness and also allows us to manifest the reality that that we desire. And um, now let's look at the symbolism 
behind the the devil. So the the name of the devil is Lucifer Morningstar. Morningstar is also the name associated to planet Venus. Venus being the brightest light in the sky after the sun. And interest, interesting enough, if we follow Venus's movement in the sky over an eight-year period of time, it uh, forms a pentagram, which is also, as we know, the symbol of the devil. But the pentagram is also the symbol of the human body um, and of the flower petal. So here we can see how this pentagram symbol, it is the connection. It represents this bridge of the human body between the heaven and the earth. Um, also, when we look at Venus, Venus disappears from the sky during the winter time. Uh, so we can see another association to this concept of the hidden light of the devil, right? the shadow, the exile, and also the, the illusion of despair and psychological suffering when the light is not, um, is not visible. But the light is always there, even when we can't see it. So hence why the psychological suffering is an illusion. Also, going back to the pentagram as the symbol of the human body, the devil's reverse pentagram represents the human body upside down. So the genitals are positioned up at the crown chakra, the point of heaven, symbolizing this elevation of the sexual energy, which, as I mentioned, is the experience of enlightenment. So, in this way, I think the devil can actually be considered the unsung hero of the story of Eden since, um, as I've mentioned earlier, the way to spirit is through authentic desire and the expression of it. So the sexual energy liberates us, but only through this authentic desire. Otherwise, for sure, it can be destructive. So the main step is this achievement of a level of conscious awareness. Now, let's look at the devil in terms of the polarity, being the shadow aspect of God. So when we think about the light and the shadow, both are needed and one cannot exist without the other. In Jungian terms, the devil is the shadow aspect of us that we deny, that we project onto others. So the presence of it is what gives us free will, what gives us the ability of an option, of choice. Without the devil, there is no choice. So being able to choose love is because of the existence of the devil, because of the existence of this polarity. This shows again why the devil is the unsung hero, because he is able to hold the polarity for us, to be able to have free will. And so since God is in everything, and God is everywhere, well, by extension, that means that God is in the devil too. In early Christianity, uh, the, this capacity to, um, to hold both good and evil was in the hands of God, the right hand being Christ and the left uh, being Satan. But later, Christianity relegated Satan as the adversary of God and left only a benevolent God to reign supreme. The Hebrew letter for devil also means adversary. So this is the ambivalence of the devil. Either God is not omnipotent, if the devil is able to be hostile to God, or belongs to the creation, meaning that God created the devil as part of his divine plan. 
Well, now let's look at the devil from the perspective of this trinity of depolarization presented by Rudolf Steiner as part of the Rosicrucian teachings. So, in Steiner's view, the devil is comprised of two opposing forces, of consolidation and of disintegration, one that binds us solely to the material existence and one that binds us solely to the spiritual existence. And uh, these are called Ironman and Lucifer. Well, in today's society, we can see Luciferic influences in everything that pushes us away from reality and appeals to our pride. And on the other side, harmonic forces uh, persuade us on focusing only on the material and technological developments, overlooking any spiritual developments. But when we think about it, neither of these forces are ideal good or bad, they just are, they just provide gifts and opportunities for development if we learn how to balance them, right? And this is where the Christ energy comes in, as it represents the balance of these polarities and the experience of love that unites the two, mediator between spirit and matter. So we can see how both Lucifer and Ironman are just angelic forces of consciousness that are essential to God's ability to experience itself. And so, when it comes to Tarot, the devil is the 15th card of the major arcana, and um, also connecting the Hod and Tiferet Sephiroth on the Tree of Life. In the, like I mentioned earlier, in the Christian version, the, the devil is this antithesis of God, the one uh, binding our souls to the world of matter through the vice of lust and our sexual desires. But I believe the devil actually shows us the true illusion, which is the mind and the invitation to see beyond this limitation um, of how we perceive reality. When we look on the tree of life, uh, to move to this sephiroth called Tiferet, which is beauty or the heart chakra, um, is to transcend the reality we see through the ego mind and to see the truth through the lenses of unconditional love. So this is the path of the devil. And this awakening of the heart of compassion is what breaks us from the bondage of ignorance, ignorance being one of the biggest hinders to our spiritual progress. And I feel like this is what understanding this archetype of the devil helps us to do. The underlying thing with it is that it is not the addictive desire itself that is the issue, but our belief that there's something wrong with us for feeling that desire. These are the shackles that we need to break. It's not about the circumstance, but rather our perception, our reaction to the world around us. It is our belief that makes us feel contracted in the presence of the devil and these are most often triggered by shame or something around it. So the devil is also a tool the mind uses to reaffirm our addiction to our stories of inadequacy and destructive behavior that again just want to prove in our mind that we were right about our lack of self-worth. Like Dr. Joe Dispenza says, people are more happy to feel they are right than to face their own inadequacies. So the devil is this invitation for inquiry, to check in with ourselves and see 
where can I choose more love and where can I let go of the shame and guilt that keeps me stuck in these patterns so this is what we need to contemplate and check why are these beliefs in there and are they helping us is there any validity behind them and how can we move past them if not so i will end this episode by saying that i believe the devil is nor good nor bad it just is it's an archetype it's a self-reflection an invitation a choice and this choice is ours And through this choice, the devil can really be an illumination. So the devil brings the possibility of choice, but then asks us, in the sea of all possibilities, what do we choose to do? And so I'll leave you with this to contemplate. And thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you in the next episodes. Much love.